Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast. Sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. It is Wednesday, January 11th, and fellas, how many points is too many points in basketball? Well, you're the guy that likes points. I love points. I don't think there is. I think this is a trick question. Okay. There's no limit? No limit. You want to read off the Oakville score and we can... Last, was this last night? Yeah. Last night. Last night, Oakville beat Mary M. Knight. Was this in Matlock? Yes. 107 to 4. So hot right now. Good, That's good Aaron. drop. That's, uh, Aaron. That's Aaron seeing that score. I, it was uh, turned me on. Let me tell you, 107 <laughs> to 4. It won by 103 points. <laughs> this is one I'm a little <laughs> sad that it came in at like 1130 at night. Would have been nice to have a little more info on this. It would have been nice to have a little more info, and I feel like if it had, if it had happened earlier, legitimately might have been picked up at least at the statewide level. Like, yeah, I feel like you see these stories every once in a while. Like, team wins by a hundred points, and usually it's then followed by a bunch of mad people online getting mad at kids scoring points in a game where you're supposed to score points and keep the other team from scoring points. I agree. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it could have been picked up. Uh, it, it still might be. I don't know. You never know. Hundred hundred seven to four. That's a lot. Uh, Ashton Boyd had 27. Eddie Klatouche had 18. Daniel Rodas, 14. Courtney Price, 12. How many other guys were in double figures? Is that it? That was it. They had 10 players suited up, and all 10 of them scored. I think nine of them scored at least seven points. All right. How do you feel if you're the the 10th guy on that? Do you only get like four in this game? Yeah. Tough. Tough. Uh, Oakville was up 92. I mean, they still scored more than the entire Mary M. Knight team, so. True. Uh, Oakville led ninety-two to four after three quarters. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot. Oakville, are they back on track, or is Mary M. Knight just you know maybe not the strongest team? I think on the they schedule? should abolish their program. Yeah, like <laughs> just, looking back at their schedule, <laughs> they had they played. Am I wrong ready to just kill them off? Am I Jesus. wrong though? Like, just why are you playing? Why? Well, there's got to be a way. Like, I know there used to be a way that like the state school for the deaf used to like have an agreement that they'd play JV teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. Play C teams. Miriam Knight, looking at their schedule, was Three Rivers Christian's only win of the season, I'm pretty sure. And Three Rivers Christian beat them 57 to 7. And then Mossy Rock beat Three Rivers Christian 82 to 7. So transitively, this actually lines up. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Poor, poor Miriam Knight. You know what? I don't feel bad for teams very often, kind of feel bad for them. Yeah. Maybe they could have cooled it off after half. What were they up at halftime? Like 70 to two? They uh, scored 34 points in the third quarter, so it would have been 68, 58 yeah. to two. Yeah. <laughs> it really slowed down. Only and yeah, we know. I, 49 in the second half. We, I, we know very little about like, for all we know, Miriam Knight had three players on the court. Yeah. Yeah, could have been. Um, I don't know if they were. I think the tweet we were sent said that Oakville had 31 steals as a team. No clue if they were pressing. No clue how long they were pressing. I mean, anything after the first quarter kind of sounds like maybe it was excessive. But yeah. I, whatever. One, uh, once when I was at TDN, when the Klatskanai girls were like really, really good and playing teams that were really, really not good, I got to a game midway through and it was, I think it was 72 to 3 at halftime. Yeah. And I think that finished like 90 something to like 10 and the coaches almost got into a fight because they were still pressing <laughs> in the third quarter. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, moving on to a slightly more reasonable margin of victory win. Napoleon beat on Alaska 98 to 40. Only 58 points. I wonder if that's a like program record for points for... There it there is. There it is. For, well, uh, <laughs> there's your where you just set the program record. Uh, no, I was not. Um, that might be a program record for Napfine. I can't remember scoring 100. Maybe they have, though. Uh, James Gross, 29. Jaron Prather, 17. Carson Denault, 16. And Cal Bullock, 16 off the bench. That's He's a freshman, right? Yeah, maybe so. a sophomore. I think he's a freshman, and he was an eighth grader playing like varsity baseball last year. It's Bullock's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Does not play suit up for the varsity team that often. Okay, still scored well, 16, points. 16 points. You know what? Pretty good uh, outing by him. Nice work, Napa mine. Should have scored two more points. Yeah. Should have uh, scored 10 more than they could have beaten Oakville. Yeah. Could have gone Chalupas. They could have been the <laughs> could have been the headliner on this podcast. And then Wakayakum 90, Winlock 55. Brody Avalon scored 43 for Wakayakum, tied the school record. The record was set by Kath Lamet boy Cody Olson back in 2009. He was pretty good. I think he was the State Coaches Association Player of the Year senior year. Right. Um, and fun fact about Cody Olson, he played for his dad, Bill Olson, now the coach at Nacelle. The only time I've ever seen a father and a son get technical fouls in the same game was the Wakayakum game that they were both in. Come on, man. I know Bill it Olson was, has a penchant for drawing some technical. He can get a little fiery out like there. like that in our area this year. <laughs> it was... I think was, the Salmis are too even-keeled to I would love to like see that. the Salmis both get text. That would be wild. But yeah, it was... Like, it wasn't Just a like, huge surprise. Yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike Christensen's son gets, like... I don't know, scream something as the water boy for Toledo <laughs> gets thrown out and then Christensen goes after him. Uh, but yeah, that was like, I think it was like a playoff game. They were playing at Centralia high school uh, and it was, it was wild. A lot of fun. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Gobel septic, providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz and Grays Harbor County. If your toilet has too many points in it and plugs up, call Gobel septic. They will also rent you a porta potty. Gobel provides septic pumping, inspection, riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, of course, and the aforementioned rented porta potties and sinks. If you need to flush away a performance where maybe you only scored four points and gave up 107, call Gobel Septic 736 2167 or visit them online. Gobel Septic, G O E B E L Septic. Dot com. It's really the four points when you think about it. It really is. I don't really have any problem scoring. More my press has scored 100 twice this year. Yeah. But they gave they up it. like 60. Yeah. There, yeah. And there are plenty of games, even the ones that are blowouts are like 95 to 20 something. Yeah. Four points. Four points is brutal. Yeah, that's not much. It's really, it's, it's, it's really, really not a lot. It's just not many points. <laughs> Uh, moving on to some games that were a little closer, but also more relevant to the standings. In 2A girls action, WFS beat Tumwater 53-37. This was last night, right? Yep. Big game by Julia Dalen, 18 points, 12 blocks. Carly Deskins got hurt early, and WFS pretty much finished with five players, all of whom scored at least seven. Reagan Brewer led Tumwater with 10. Bearcats are now 6-0 and in Evco play. In sole possession of first place, Tumwater is 5-1. and one. Is WFS going to get a challenge in Evco play, do you two think? No. Unless Waltemeyer comes back for Tumwater and sort of ascends their offense to a level that it just isn't it right now, yeah, no, I don't think they'll be challenged. This was It was a, very similar to 
Tom Waters lost to Montesano, mm-hmm. where they just kind of struggled in the half court. They did start to figure it out in the second half. They actually had a stretch where they went on a run and were getting open looks and hitting their shots and not rushing their shots. So I think there were positives to take out of this, mm-hmm. but just too, too much Julia Dalen down low. This game also had the fir- something I had never seen before. Alex said he had seen it once or twice, but Tumwater was trailing and they were getting it close enough that it was going to maybe come down to a, a close ending. And they only had like two team fouls. Yeah. And so they had to foul to catch up. So they had to foul to catch up, but they didn't want to, they wanted to get that out of the way. They wanted to be in the bonus when they got onto the wire. So with like five minutes left, Tumwater coach Nathan Buchite, Buchite, I don't know how you say it. I'm sorry, Nathan. Subs in his entire JV team <laughs> and tells them to foul as soon as somebody touches the ball. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great strategy. And I four, like it. four fouls later, subs out the entire JV team and puts the entire varsity <laughs> team back in, and we continue with the game. That's gamesmanship. I like it. I like little little clever moves like that. Yeah, that was fun. My favorite is when a team is up like one or two with only... Oh, yeah like three seconds left and they're like at the, the other teams at the foul or when they're up two and the other team's got like one free throw and they wait for the other team to make the free throw and then just stand there and let the clock run out. Don't even take it out. Don't try to pass it in. Just, just let it go. Good Did move. you see it was in an NBA game? I think the Grizzlies were up by like 40 the John on Moran the Hornets. Thing? Yeah. And he just rolled the ball and he just sat there and no mm. one like challenged it. So the clock ran for like 20 seconds yeah, and the coach was like yelling at it. And he's like, you have to like make him pick up the ball. Yeah. The count doesn't start until you pick it up or something. Uh, it was really funny. Everyone was mad about him about that, but they were up by 30. Like he was just milking the clock down. Yeah. It was like, a cool move. Yeah. I, I got no saying, problem I've, I've read the rule book and maybe yeah. you have not. Uh, in boys action, C2BL boys, Morton White passed 70, Adna 63. Should we should we save it say it now or get it later? Morton, I passed number one on the RPI board. So hot right now. Do we care about the RPI board? Uh, well, the Chronicle Sports Twitter account tweeted it and asked Chad uh, if he who was, was that. Uh, who was that? <laughs> asked Chad if he was doing okay. Uh, I don't Josh, think Chad is doing okay. He saw the AP poll probably and was happy they were number three. Yeah, probably. Uh, Josh Salguero, twenty four to lead Morton White pass. Carter Dantine had 11 off the bench. Jake Cornier, Kinnear? Kinnear. Kinnear and Hunter Hazen had 12 apiece. Braden Salmi had 27 to lead Adna. MWP is 10-2 and two overall and 6-0 in league. Uh, in first by half a game over Napavine, which is 5-0 and in league. Wakayakum is third at 5-1, and one, and Adna is in fourth at 4-2. Four and two. Is this how we thought it was going to pan out uh, Last week when we were discussing this, this podcast is officially just let's talk about the C2BL boys standings now. <laughs> yeah, I think surprised. I don't yeah. know if we talked about uh, I don't think we had the chance to talk last week about Napa Vine beating Adna, too. That was also another really big game. So it was the day before, I think we, we published the day before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, big stretch of uh, C2B games. I think it's about sort of where I expected it to be. Um I do think Adna is probably a hair better than Kayakum, uh, but obviously Adna had the pleasure of playing Napavine Morton My Pass back to back. I think the second round of these, like every good team plays each other, is next week. That's when you get the Adna Wakayakum and MWP Napavine matchup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been fun so far. Uh, I think Adna is kind of um, probably got to be a little upset. You know, they they probably thought they could. They wanted to take at least one of these. 
um, coming up. They fell behind in the Napoline game last week, 32-10. to 10. Midway through the first quarter, stormed all the way back, got it to within five uh, before Napavine pulled it away late. And then, you know, against Morton White Pass, they were tied up at 52 apiece heading into the fourth quarter before Morton White Pass pulled away. Um, so, you know, they've got to be uh, – obviously, you know, these you want to get these games out of the way earlier in the year if you're Adna. Um, try to beat him the second or third time around or whenever you get around to him, but – uh, if you're Morton Whitepass, you got to be thrilled because you got through Wakayakum and Adna unscathed. Um, and, you know, they look every bit the part of probably the favorite in the Central 2B right now. And they've got Napavine next Wednesday, right? And it's in Napavine, yes. Okay. They shake the the Adna monkey, right? Weren't you saying that they hadn't won? Yeah, they haven't beaten Adna in Adna since, you want to guess? Oh, Morton Whitepass in Adna? In Adna. 2016? 15. 15? Yep. It was the 2015-16 season. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Just like in December. It was in December, yeah. 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 So I was uh, I was still in high school back then. Me too. Uh, they played a really tight game with them probably three, four years, four well, years ago. As we probably. heard a couple times before this game, they play in Adna a lot. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Adna is a team that is so dangerous at home, you know, playing in their with their home rims, uh, the way they shoot the ball. Uh, it's hard for any team to beat the Pirates in Adna. The way we they are can not shoot saying it. that Adna is cooking its own rims, <laughs> no, think, no, 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 but, Salmi's up there, just but like, also multiple coaches have told me that Adna shooting in its home gym is just way better than Adna <laughs> shooting so, anywhere else. So that, that was oh, a big, yeah. that was a big win and a big test for, for more in my past taking that road trip. Um, they also had a transitive loss if you believe in such things, uh, uh because more my past lost to Iwako and, and Adna beat Iwako. Um, and that was at a neutral site. So uh, that's a that's a big win for for Morton White Pass. I think that's a building block for them. And then getting by, we didn't talk about it. Wakaikum last week, um, really scrappy team who's you know probably one of the top four teams in the league. And it sounded like it was kind of a low scoring grinder. And then they win. Uh, you know, yesterday against Adna, it was more of a high scoring, high tempo game. So sort of proving they can win basketball games in different ways. Um, Again, that's got to be big for the confidence of that team, especially after the disappointing loss to Owaco a couple weeks ago. Uh, what are who are like the top five scores in the C two BL? Like, do we we know any kind of order? I mean, we got to go. It's got to be Gross uh, is number one. Yeah. Gross number one. Swanson's probably number two. And then you got like Avalon, and Avalon. Yep. And Salguero maybe. Salguero has some games where he scores like ten points because yeah. they don't need him to score sometimes. You know. Yeah. Or he gets tripled and he just throws it to Jake or, Kinnear. Or they just have Kinnear go off. Like, yeah. Right. Or Judah uh, Kelly. The Wakayakum or... game, I think Kinnear had, what, 19 and Sugger only had 11. Right. So sometimes, uh, so I, I, he's probably not up in there. Um, more, the the good, really good thing about Morton White Pass is, that we've talked about it before, they don't rely on one guy to kind of yeah, be the dude balanced. on the team. It seems like Carter balanced. Dantian was the guy yesterday. I mean, he scored half of Salguero's points, but yeah, he came off the bench and did a good job. But that's like the point of the team, right? Is like, yeah, Salguero is is the piece. He's the focal point. He's probably averaging 17, 18 a game, if I had to guess. But um, Carter Dantin is a two-year starter coming off the bench for them now, um, doing all the little things. Hunter Hazen's averaging double du- double digits. Jake Kinnear, double digits. They're just really balanced. They beat you, they can beat you in so many different ways, both inside and outside. Um, yeah. You know, where Adna, 
they need Braden Salmi to score 20 points in most games if they want to win. You know, yeah. they need Eli Smith to step up. They need, you know, 15, a couple threes from Seth Meister if they want to win. Uh, you look at Napavine, they need Gross to score 20 if they want a chance at winning in most yeah. games against good teams. They need Jaron Prather to hit his threes. Um, and then I haven't seen Wakaya can play, but they probably would be in trouble if Brody Avalon weren't scoring 20 points against good teams or yeah. getting close to it. So, um, that that's what makes more my pass dangerous. That's why you know I, Chad's gonna hate hearing this, but that's why they're number one. They're the favorites, I think for sure. It's it's their depth. I th- I definitely think they're and they're the team that also could make the deepest run at state out of our two B teams, maybe out of all our teams. All right, uh, this podcast also brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. You can check out their website e l a m s h f dot com to. Uh, See more of what they've got to offer. I'm looking at their their uh, pillows page now. Some beautiful stuff on here. Some Himena pillows, the Hayden throw set, the, the Theban pillow set. Oh wow! Ooh, these pillows are black. Oh boy, man! I bet these are so comfy. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, just just one of the extra little little things you can find at Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Locally owned, family owned, and here to stay. You can visit their showroom in person at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia or give them a call, 360-807-1211. When you've lost by 103 points and just need to lie down for a bit. You just need a nice a nice fainting couch and maybe a blanket. Maybe do it during the middle of the game. Uh, yeah. The outcome wouldn't change. <laughs> fainting couches, I guess, for all like the middle-aged people who see a team put 107 up. They're just opening their newspaper tomorrow afternoon and being like, oh, my good Lord, heavens. Uh, Let's see. One quick discussion slash explanation on what is wrong with the AP poll. I want to do this really fast. Go ahead. Go to town. Because I feel like we make a lot of, like, snide comments about the AP poll at this time when Alec just puts his mic away and lets me go. Um, Here's why we make a lot of like just to make sure everybody's kind of in on the loop. So the, the AP poll sucks for a couple of reasons. And the main one being that there is just no sample size. So the Associated Press emails probably just everybody who voted last year to get a sample size. And if you look at like the college poll, there's got to be 40 people that are kind of selected randomly from newspapers that are associated with the AP associate associate with the Associated Press. That was a tongue twister who vote every week on Sunday. And then those votes get averaged into the Associated Press poll for football. I think we had what, like 12 people max max for basketball. We're getting six. We got eight this week. We got eight this week. Who are the, who are the two newbies? Do you know who they no picked idea. Yeah. So the problem that you get then is when you have 50 people and one person gets something, I don't want to say wrong because it's, it's subjective, but sometimes they, people are wrong. Sometimes people are wrong. Sometimes <laughs> people haven't had the time to do their research. Sometimes people just miss a game like that happens. Like even if the poll, if your poll is due on Sunday and you're like, I'm really busy, I'm going to vote Saturday. And then games happen Saturday and there's an upset that like affects the rankings. And one person does that if you're, there are 49 other people that you're getting averaged out against. It's not really going to make a difference. If there are five other people, that's going to have a lot of an effect. Like if I went rogue and voted Winlock number one in the 2B boys, that in itself would give Winlock enough points to make sure they were in the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So one person doing something can make a difference. The other problem is that uh, not the Associated Press's fault, the WIA's fault. WIA sucks. There is no at putting a centralized system of here are all the games that happened, right? Yeah. Are they so, not available through the RPI board? No. No. Oh, are you well. kidding me? Um, if you're trying to find well pinnit scores or schedule, it's impossible. It's like, <laughs> like half the one t- most of the teams here are on are, are on a site called Arbiter. Some teams do max preps. So yeah, we, we have our own doc of results because we, yeah, there's we keep no our own spreadsheet because that's the only way to tell who's played whom in and, our area. And, and then the last part of it is that they're due on a Wednesday at noon, so you can't vote beforehand because if you vote before Tuesday night, you're going to miss all the Tuesday games, which if you'll notice is like when all of the games happen. Mm-hmm. So you get a bunch of people who are, I don't want to say uninformed because that makes us look bad, but you know, we're focused on our corner of the state. There are four other, three other corners of the state. That's how quarters work pretty much. So we can't see everything. So we're reliant on SB live and other statewide sites, mostly F- SB live who publish their rankings on, on Monday, s- on Monday and Sunday. So basically my process is to open up SB live, see who SB live ranked, then go through one by one and see, okay, did those teams play anybody in the past three days that would affect the rankings? Also, mm-hmm. do I agree with these rankings? Cause they're set by what one or two people. You're just, so you're just outsourcing your votes to Todd Millis. I'm basically checking what Todd Millis is saying and seeing how wrong is he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he sets the conversational. And term. I guarantee, well, he, th- he does though, because I, yeah, yeah, like Josh is about to say, probably most people probably look at that and just copy it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the one we saw and Todd probably knows more statewide than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. In the state. But they also do their rankings really differently. Like they very clearly do their rankings on who they think the best teams are via the eye test. So it's not necessarily what their ranking is. It's taking into account injuries. It's taking into account whether teams are playing up to their potential. It's kind of like teams at their best, where would they be? Whereas I feel like for the AP poll, it's more, where are they now? So you have a team like Seahome and the two way girls who were, they beat WF West their one loss, I think, is to Linden. Yeah, they're ten, they're ten. They're ten and one. Right one. They have multiple ranked wins. Last week, I think they were five in the SB Live poll and like four in the AP poll. They went two and zero. Oh. This week, they were unranked in the SB Live poll. I haven't talked to Todd about why, but I'm sure he has the reasons. And they're no longer ranked in the AP poll, even though they were eight and one and ranked fifth and won two games, and are now not ranked yeah okay so the ap poll take it with grains of salt also if you work for a newspaper try to vote in it because it will make it much better <laughs> yeah please please vote with that said in the boys to a ap poll tumwater drops from six to seven and wf west received votes yeah i don't know why tumwater dropped they beat everyone yeah mm. It's a mystery in yeah. the Tubi. Well, poll. you know why? Because SB Live dropped them. Yes. <laughs> in the Tubi Boys poll, Morton White Pass is number three again. Uh, Adna Even is though they've won two top ten games. Yeah, Adna drops two spots to seven after losing to MWP and Napavine. Napavine. Napavine moves up from eight to seven. Yeah, so Adna and Napavine are tied. Isn't that interesting? If oh, only wow. there was a head-to-head <laughs> matchup to be able to tell who's better. 
<laughs> yeah, what a what a game that must have been. And we can't forget Adna got a first place vote last week. Did they That's get true. any this week? Who gave him that vote? Was we don't it wasn't either you guys? No. no. I don't Jordan? think they're the best team in the state. Sue me, Adna. I don't think they're the best team in their county. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly. And Wakaikum, which is the best team in its county, remains number nine. <laughs> Wakaikum is. I don't know if Adna is the best team in its county west of the freeway. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I was the, imagining a map. Yeah, Napa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like PL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Acosta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, not in their county. In the one right. B's, Masiak remains number five. Oakville goes up from nine to six to after beating Mary M. Knight, baby. <laughs> and Willapa Valley drops from six to ten. Who'd they lose to? Masiak? Wakayakum. Wakayakum. Oh. Well, they are on a exactly. I don't yeah. know why they're falling. They're like falling. They're, yeah. What are, what are they? They're seven and four, and all of their losses are to central two B teams. Ranked central two yeah, B teams. Exactly. Uh, who was number one in the two B poll? Brewster, Burbank, Davenport, Davenport. Davenport. Yeah. Deservingly so. They have a very good resume. And who's, they their, have, who's their star player? What's, you're gonna make me say it for the third I can't, straight week. I forgot week. his name. How do you forget his name? It's a state that you uh, went to recently. Oh, yeah, Tennessee something? Yes. I can't what remember. falls from the sky? Tennessee rainwater. There, there it is. is. <laughs> oh, what a name. It really is. Uh, in Great the gr- basketball player, too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's not lose that. Uh, on the girls' side, WF West remains at number three, and Tumwater goes from nine to eight, despite losing by 15 last mm-hmm. night to number three, WF West. I don't know why they're still ranked. Uh, Adna girls in the Tubies drops plummets from number one to number three <laughs> after an undefeated week. Uh, Rainier jumps from six to four. Sure. Napa Vine remains number five. Um, do we think all three of these teams are going to finish in the top five? I kind of, no. I feel like they no. are not. No. One or two of them might be. I don't know. Three. Like until, like we talked about last week, Mossy Rock is literally the last champion from the C2B in yeah. 08, uh, 07. 07. Sure. Uh, until they like go there and a team can do something and they don't have Kira Gardner on their team. And not that obviously Raymond is in C2B, but District 4. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to really believe that they're going to make a deep run until they can do it. You know, I think they have all these teams kind of have the pieces to do it. But for whatever reason, over the last couple of years, um, you know, I don't know. Is yeah. Adna number three? I don't know. Not, well, sure. apparently I mean, they're not number one anymore. They, yeah. why, why were they number one last week? I don't know. I don't what know. changed? <laughs> I, uh, I have no idea. But but I do think Adna's, Adna's resume garners, you know, a, a top five spot. All I think Napa Vines too, yeah, and Rainier. You know, they all have decent re- resumes, but like if I'm doing the SB Live poll and I'm trying to pick the teams, like if I were to try to guess the placing teams, I would maybe pick one of those three to place. Yeah, that makes sense. I think placing is definitely within reason for one of them for, but for all three of them, like are all three top five teams. I don't know. No, oh, is it's not like a district volleyball. I could see like somebody winning the, what is it? The four, six game and somebody plays the five, seven game. Oh, like they match up against each other. No. Cause they do. Aren't there like seven placers? Yeah. There's seven? six. So there's there's six. six. Okay. Should only be four. Yeah. Should only be two. Well, because like with volleyball, yeah. they have the fifth place game and the seventh place game. Yeah, they, do they, yeah, have they don't have that in basketball. They, they I think it only goes to six. But are all three of those teams going to place? I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. Uh, Maserat goes from four to three. After beating Valley. Oh, they did beat Valley. All right. Yeah, that's a signature. Right. They should be two, They should be two. 
They should be too. Okay. Um, they've they've been good. Um, you know, sometimes they're too an SB Lives poll, so maybe people need to to listen to Todd more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> One of the few Todd got right. Uh, how are you guys doing? You been too hot or too cold lately? Not really. No, it's been good. Yeah, honestly. The rain's kind of been nice because uh, it's like evened out the Wait, temperature a shoot, little bit. Wait, shoot. giving us money. I've been freezing, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've been way you know, too hot, too, I think. You know what you guys should do is call our friends at AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your comfort is their business. I was looking for some some <laughs> reviews on their website. Uh, not not seeing anything. I'm going to check out their FAQ side, though. What size system should you have installed? The right size. Yes. Really? Yeah. Eh, who would have thought? Anyway, uh, they have a 24-7 emergency service line. You don't need to call it all the time, but, you know, if you do, it's an emergency. 360-273-3300. Visit their website, west.americoolonline.com. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they have their shop at 21822 Old Highway 99 Southwest, just north of Centralia. Happy to have them as a sponsor. AmeriCool, heating and cooling. Stay cool. Not really a slogan. Uh, there's <laughs> or some, hot. There's some good games coming up. Stay cool, dot, 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 or hot. Yes, uh, whatever, whatever your preference may be. <laughs> okay. uh, Thursday night, a couple big games. Toledo and Onalaska boys. Brentwood goes home. Or Brentwood homecoming. Kind of. He's not going to Toledo. Toledo comes to Brentwood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. That's Doesn't, a cool story. I like yeah. uh, Brent, you know, coming back and, and going on. I know it, Grady, I was talking to Grady Fallon over the phone. He said it was going to be weird. He said it'd probably be weirder if it were in Toledo. Obviously, he would prefer it was in Toledo. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a weird matchup. I bet it's going. I bet Grady's going to feel really old. He told me he's felt <laughs> old. Yeah, he's like, this is the first time. You know, I've had players like coach youth basketball or whatever, but like varsity basketball is mm-hmm. weird. Plus, I mean, Grady's got his kid playing on the team now, so yeah, he's yeah. he's got to be feeling pretty old now. <laughs> Good dude, Grady Fallon. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Uh, Napavine, Atwakayakum boys in Kathlamet. Tough place to play. Tough place to play. That's Probably not a, for Napavine, though. Maybe. I think they'll be fine. I think that's... I, I, I don't want to call it a trap game because Wakayakum's really good, but I yeah. think that's a like that's a game... Napavine's going to be really happy if they come out of that place with a win. I mean, they are, what, two and three in the standings? So it's a, it's a pretty important game. For both teams. I think yeah. and if you're Wakayakum, you need to... You know, beat one of these top yeah, three teams if you want to ascend. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a big game for the standings. And again, Brody Avalon coming off a forty-three point game. Yeah, do you think him and James Gross are going to stand at half court and be like, "What's up? What's up?" They should just one on one the whole game. I, yeah, you know what? Cool. I want to see at the tournament, at all the tournaments, whatever. When everything is done or beforehand or something, just to like a quick sixteen-player one-on-one tournament. I'd rather see just a three-point contest. Eh. Meh. Eh. Three-point contests are, like, so you have to... They're so much different than... Well, I mean, so is a one-on-one tournament. Sure, but, like, it's easier. Most players, like, play pickup and know how to beat someone one-on-one, where, like, a three-point contest is weird. Like, have you ever tried, like... Yeah. I think they should install... Weird. I think they should install trampolines under the basket and just play slam ball. Sure. Okay. Uh, games Friday night, Montecito at WFS Girls, the Dalen Bowl. You know what Some, they say, if your court has three Dalens. It doesn't have one. <laughs> uh, 
That's a, that's a pretty good uh, non-league matchup. Probably. That'll be very good. Honestly, yeah. no, I think they're ranked number three in 1A. They should or be. four. They should they're be in the three, top five. But they're, yeah. Um, and they are taking down a lot of 2A teams. So. Uh, Napa Vine at Rainier Girls this Friday. Yeah, that's another the two teams with either no losses in league play or, or Rainier has one loss. So Both Adam. ranked top six teams. Exactly. Yeah. We're starting to get into the, the girls following the boys pattern where you got a sort of that top level starting to play each other. Yeah. Um, uh, good. Wakaya at Adna girls. Yeah, that's a rematch of the district third place game last year. Wakaya sliding a little bit. But yeah. Well, Adna, previous number one. Yeah. Top ranked team in the state briefly. With one loss. <laughs> Still got to beat the best team to be the best team. Uh, and Tuta Lake at Morton White Pass girls. Tuta Lake sneaking, coming on a little bit for the girls. They just beat Wakaya and that's oh, okay. a, that's kind of a middle of yeah. the pack positioning kind I think of game. Tudor Lake is four and two in league. Well, MWP's three and three. And District Four gets five bids to state, I believe. Um, so pretty confident those top three in Rainier, Napa Vine, and Adna will get in. And outside of that, it's kind of like maybe well, Tudor could sneak in. Well, or, and even before that, you get it in the boys. It's kind of set, but top four in league hosted districts. So on the girls' side, you have what Rainier, Napavine, Adna. Who's that? I feel like that fourth in league spot's going to be pretty right. big. Wakayakum Tootle could more my pass sneak, sneak in, in there, there, get to host a first round first round district matchup. That'll exactly. be exactly. So there's kind of a gap between the top three and the rest of the league. So that's a big game. Uh, Saturday, WF West at White River Boys. That's a that's a drive. It's like an RPI kind of game. Are yeah. the boys any good? I know. The, I mean, the girls. When they played, that was a big matchup. I, I mean, I think most non-league games are just big to sort of get a bar, especially at this point in the year where everyone is like at least ten. Actually, games yeah, in. White Rivers was good. They went to re- they played RA Long in regionals last sure. year, I think. Uh, but just big for where you know if team if WF West were to make a regional bid, if they get this win, that's like oh well, maybe we can slot them a couple because last year they got stuck in the fifteen spot. Uh, which was tough. So if you get a big non-league win and make regionals, this will help you out. Uh, and then Napavine at Tudor Lake Boys on Saturday, two of the premier scores in the C2BL. We are starting to hit the point I think we saw coming where you don't want to play Tudor Lake anytime soon. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're on a four-game win streak. Four-game win oh, streak. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. Who was it? Against, hmm. like, Castle the Rock. of the world. No, win's a win. Castle Rock, Iwako, they just Even beat Even if you score Rainier. 107 points. Just be right here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they beat an Owaco team that beat more White Pass. Yeah, by the and transitive property, they're the number one team in the all state. All of those wins by, were by like forty two. So, and they're doing it without Zach Swanson scoring forty points again. Yeah, they only beat Rainier by eleven. How many? Mm-hmm. How many Meldrums were playing? Two and a half, three, two and a half. Meldrums. All of them are back. For the first all of them time. are back, but Jake is still hobbled. Evidently, the premier program on. CBS, two and a half Meldrums. <laughs> uh, Monday games, the MLK Classic at Lower Columbia Community College. We've got Tumwater Girls versus Kelso, Tumwater Boys versus Skyview, Adna Boys versus Chief Leshai, and Adna Girls versus Napavine. Which one of those games is peaking your fancy? Adna Napavine Girls. That is a league matchup. That Every I will, time those schools play each other I, I is will, on a neutral court. Sport. I will go on a rant. You don't like tournaments where that aren't actually tournaments. I, do I don't not. like tournaments with league games. This is dumb. No, yeah, I like I it. agree. No. No. Yeah. Like, this is the reason to have tournaments that aren't actually tournaments because you want to keep away. T- like, they should be playing, first of all, they should be playing twice a year. Like, Every They're in separate "quote unquote" divisions, and second of all, they should be playing the heroes in front and legends of s- divisions or whatever they are. Like, how good was Something the students? Dumb. The student section for the Napavine Adna game was incredible, wasn't it? For the boys' game, yeah. 
Like, it would be great if it wasn't in Longview. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to have it in a sort of an environment that might be like what your state tournament sort of game looks like or your regional game looks like. I think both student sections are going to travel. I don't think... Like, the Adna boys are already going to be there. That's basically your student section. <laughs> no, they have real students. <laughs> yeah, I know. They have more students. But band. still, that's, the, that's a good chunk of your student section. Uh, it'd be cool if they travel both their bands, so... Uh, I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's a, a cool thing. Apparently it was, it was a Napa Vine home game, uh, that, uh, Shane shoots was willing to, to give up so that they could play in the, um, in this, what do you call it? A classic, a uh, holiday class showcase remembrance. Sure. Sure. It, Let's remember MLK. Remembrance. I don't know. Well, for, he would, it's yeah, a Martin Luther King thing. Yeah. He would uh, love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really fast with the Tumwater boys, just the fact that they've played what, like four, three A's and four A's and they've lost all of them. They're playing another one. <laughs> They're playing another one. This would be like Skyview. And I think Skyview is like just outside the top 10 in the four A. Like this is the chance to like bring home a win against a big school. Yeah. Uh, good also them. on Monday, the Tanana boys play at Willapaw Valley. That could be fun. Yeah. That's a makeup game from earlier when the, was it the rain? No, it was the, uh, the ice storm that happened. Oh, the ice storm. They yeah. They couldn't go to Menlo. You watch the ice storm lately? <laughs> no, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Uh, the, I did also want to mention at that LCC tournament, uh, Adna Chief Leshai I also think is going to be really interesting for a non-league game. Leshai has been kind of rolling. I consider putting Just them in my top 10. A lot of points. Um, I think I did put them in my top they're 10. All, they're all pretty much seniors on that team, too, and they Mario like to Lara. play like Adna does. Sorry, not Mario Lara. Mickey Lara. He's their, one of their stars. So anyway, I think that'll be in, both those Adna games intrigue me a lot. Uh, Tuesday, PL plays at Willapa Valley in a doubleheader. Friendly a friendly rivalry. of sorts could be good. Yeah, is it a rivalry? Uh, I like kind of like yeah. It's they're they're rivals. I was talking to some Valley games. folks who said it wasn't. I won't well, say I, who. I bet Valley so folks probably are like, "This is not a rivalry." Yeah, that's what they tell me. Yeah, and um, I'm like, I mean, you're, you're kind of rivals. Like you're close. Like I mean, they're combined. geographical rivals. It's like a friendly rivalry. Yeah, it's not even geographical rivals. Sure they are. Menlo's isn't Menlo closer to South Bend? Well, yeah. Well, it's closer to Raymond. Raymond. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, that was Tuesday. Wednesday. We got some good boys games. Wakaika at Adna, Morton White Pass at Napavine, and Mossy Rock at Tenino. I think the premier game there is Morton White Pass at Napavine, provided uh, neither of them lose big games. You know, Friday. I think Thursday. the. Can you can you name all the WF West connections? In the Mossy Rock Tenino game. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, like just between coaching staffs? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mossy Rock boys coach is Tom Kelly, who was the WFS girls coach, won a state title. Yeah. The assistant coach is Kelly Ross, who was a class of 2002 WFS basketball player. Yep. Tenino boys coach is Ryan Robertson, who was the WFS boys coach from uh, somewhere in the 2000s until 2015, I want to say. Uh, is Schultz the assistant out there? Yeah. Schultz, uh, you know, WFS grad, former WFS boys assistant coach. Um, and as far as players go, I'm not sure. But I think that's it for the that's, coaches. That's a pretty pretty healthy start. They should just play that one in Shehalis. That's what Josh was saying. Yeah, it's, it's like just, just move it to WFS. Like, yeah, it's like it's you know nice neutral site for both of them. Every single one of the coaches <laughs> has familiar. a Shehalis connection. They're just gonna all show up and they're like it's like Bamer have Crimson and gray shirts. 
Does ba- I don't think Bammer does. Um, no. Because he, he's from the harbor. Yeah. Bammer was a valley boy that transferred to Aberdeen. Um, Why are all the, f- the basketball coaches from Valley? It's just, you know, it's a coaching hall. You know who, uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Luke Ridenour's dad was a coach at Valley once upon a time. Okay. Yeah, back in the 80s, I think. Where'd Ridenour go? Uh, they, tra- go or- they moved, they moved to Blaine, and then he played at Oregon before he got to the NBA. Yeah. Oh, he didn't play it at Oregon High School? No. Okay. Because uh-huh. uh, he was... Yeah, he played high school ball. He played at least like one year at Blaine in high school. When they were like 1A, I think. I think. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, those are all the connections I can think of. Yeah. Those are all the ones. Should right. be fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's like the third most interesting game that day, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but if they, if they played at Shayless, you know, people probably go. Yeah. I don't know. The two Bs, man, they command all that attention. They do. You see, Joe Cheerhart's been making the rounds to all the the two little games. Doing a little scouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him in the second half of the game last night. So doing a little bit. Of, there was a bunch of scouts of that game, by the way, and they all swarmed Salguero after the game. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a scrum around him. <laughs> Popular kid after that game. Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's all right. How tall is he? Six eight. I think they list him at six seven. He's like big though. I mean, he's he's filled yeah, out. He's, he's not got a, he's a strong not a upper slim body. Six seven. He's no. a he's a fella. Runs the floor pretty well and mm-hmm. decent looking stroke. So, All right. Yeah, I think MWP Napoint is the that's the premier game that night. Although Wakaika Madden is going to be that could be a, a shootout. Adnan needs to win that one. Okay, one oh seven. Somebody score one hundred seven points. Yeah, yeah. Sco- M- score one hundred eight, you cowards. They beat MWP's season high of one oh three against Edenville. All right, I love it. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? I don't think I have anything. All right, we're going to close it out there. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the basketball.